I am Jonathan Taman. I am 17 years old and I am from Miami Beach, Florida. We had this idea to produce 3D printed prosthetic hands and donate them to children in Haiti. As long as you're speaking up and actually speaking from your heart, you can have a great impact. Anybody can make positive change, regardless of their age. Welcome to The Genius Generation, a podcast where we talk to young people doing incredible things in the world of STEM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Castillo. I'm a science producer, writer, and content creator with a PhD in science communication. And here with Jonathan Taman, who is a leader, innovator, and a president working alongside his twin brother in 3D printing prosthetic limbs for children. So welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. You and your brother actually won an award that led to the development of your project, Helping Hands. Can you tell us a little bit more about the mission? The award was the Riley's Way Call for Kindness grant. It was a $3,000 grant for us to fund over 20 high school students to be able to produce over a dozen prosthetic hands and donate them to children in Haiti. We had that idea in about March of 2020. We started the 3D printing club at our school. So why Haiti? medical reasons, social reasons, but also cultural reasons. Haiti itself does not have that great of medical care as compared to developed countries like the United States. Also, with a lot of the natural disasters that go on in Haiti, there's a lot of unintentional amputees. The death toll of an earthquake in Haiti rising by the hundreds. Massive earthquake devastated the country, killing more than 100,000 people and displacing hundreds of thousands. Tropical storm Grace brought heavy rains and mudslides to towns reeling from Saturday's 7.2 magnitude earth. The most resilient people on earth. And also cultural reasons. Unfortunately, in Haiti and a lot of other developing or agricultural societies, there's a stigma with being an amputee because you can't be as productive. And so in Haiti, a lot of children that are amputees are neglected or given up for adoption. We wanted to be able to do something. What's so special about 3D printing these prosthetics? The main reason is that anybody can do it. Anybody can download the templates online and anybody can get a 3D printer and anybody can dedicate the few hours needed to make one of the prosthetic devices and then potentially change the rest of somebody's life. The entire process of purchasing the 3D printer and purchasing the filament and purchasing the materials needed to produce the design is still cheaper than many other prosthetic options. We think of like printing something from a piece of paper. That's essentially like what 3D printing is, right? That's actually a pretty good way to imagine it. A 3D printer operates by just taking a little roll of filament and the filament is basically just plastic that gets melted through the extruder of the 3D printer. And when it's melted, it's kind of like a liquidy state and can be bent or shaped around or whatever. So it can be in any shape and it just does that layer by layer. So that's how you can get complex shapes or curves or spheres or cubes using it. There's a lot of different types of plastic that you can 3D print with. There's bendable and squishable ones, but there's also stronger ones that are slightly more expensive. And those are the ones that we decided to use. 
Can you give us a little bit more insight into like the design of the prosthetic? The process with assembling the 3D printed prosthetic hands starts all the way with Enable, which is an online group and forum of engineers, doctors, and 3D printer enthusiasts from across the world who started this original idea to make prosthetics more accessible using easy and affordable 3D printed designs that even teenagers could do. They're the ones who design the 3D printed prosthetics. You download that design, you 3D print it, and then they also provide the instructions to assemble it. You only need to send one to enable so that they can verify that you produced an effective and good one that's up to their standards. And after that, they allow you to create an enable chapter. That is what Helping Hands is. Not only is it a nonprofit, it's also an enable chapter. How did you get other high school students to be on board with Helping Hands? The story starts about the same time that we received the Riley's Way grant. Like I said, we started the 3D printing club at our school and some people joined just because they had 3D printers at their own. And it was pretty easy to actually give them something to print. And then later on, once we were able to actually have physical meetings and be able to recruit people physically from our school, it was a lot easier because you were able to do face-to-face -face and actually have a real connection with another person. And I guess I was just able to inspire them to see how great of a project this can be. That's really exciting. Have you and your brother always been the kind of people to like be really involved into tech? That is all due to my brother. He's the more technical minded person and he's the one who made the first prosthetic and sent it to Enable for them to approve. And David is the one who showed other students at a part of Helping Hands how to actually assemble the prosthetics and make them up to the quality that Enable wants. Can you kind of describe to us how like the prosthetic looks like? Can you give us a visual through this audio format? <laughs> okay. In front of me, I have one of the prosthetic cans that we produced. Um, I believe this is one of our original prototypes. The one that I'm holding in front of me is actually the one that wraps around your bicep and elbow. You could be missing your hand and wrist and this prosthetic would be able to provide that for you. And then you imagine just a 3D printed hand. The palm of your hand is just a solid 3D printed piece. And then with the fingers, it's a bunch of smaller little pieces, sort of like how each of your fingers has its own little section and it's kind of divided into thirds. The way that the actual hand operates is on each of the fingers, there are elastics and also little rubber gloves for grip and stuff like that. We just ran basically a fishing line from the very tip of the finger all the way through the 3D printed part of the forearm to the very end of the bicep. And so when you bend your elbow, this adds tension to the fishing line. Even a little bit is all that it takes. And so that then bends the fingers together. So if you were to be an amputee using this, you'd just bend your elbow and that would be able to allow you to grip things. And then you just move your shoulder and arm around and that's how you would be able to move whatever you're holding. And how long did it take for the reiterative process to get to at least a workable prototype? It was about maybe the end of sophomore year in 10th grade where my brother actually decided to just try and print one on his own and try to assemble it, I guess, for fun. 
And so he was just kind of tinkering and spending hours trying to assemble it and try and perfect it and refine it. But eventually he was able to get something that works. And I saw that and I was amazed by it. And so was everybody else that he ever showed it to, including the members of Helping Hands. And so that was the version that he sent to Enable. They were also amazed by it and probably amazed that a 15-year-old was capable of building this. And I, at that point, saw a lot of value in how big of an impact it could have if it was an actual project. That's how I took my brother's Enable tinkering to the next level by getting others involved and recruiting and receiving grants for it so that we can make this into a big project that will hopefully have a life-changing impact on over a dozen children. I think that's awesome that you guys are kind of like a dynamic duo. What was that aha moment? <laughs> I think this answer would be different depending on whether you ask me or my brother. My brother would probably answer something that's technical, like oh, when he discovered where the screw fits or something that actually made the whole tensioning of the fishing line work. And that was the aha moment. But for me, the aha moment was actually seeing my brother using and experimenting with the prosthetic because that's where I saw that my brother was able to build it and I realized that anybody is able to build it with the correct guidance and mentorship. And so that is the moment where I saw that my brother doing this thing just on his own, just for fun, can actually be an amazing project that can have a big impact and unite a lot of people. Haiti is pretty far away from the state, so are you partnering with any other organizations to facilitate the prosthetics being delivered to the children? We worked with Food for the Poor, which is a Christian missionary based in Miami that does a lot of work and outreach in Haiti. And Food for the Poor also operates a hospital in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and in that hospital they have a prosthetics department. We reached out to them and they were instantly eager and wanting the prosthetics. So we sent them, I believe, two prototypes to their prosthetic technician in Wilfrid. And Food for the Poor handled all the shipping and handling and stuff like that. And Wilfred also loved the prosthetics and he wanted more. And so that is when we started actually producing more and eventually was able to ship them to them. And that was pretty recently, about last month, we were able to give the prosthetics for Food for the Poor. And the next few weeks, we expect to be getting some pictures from Wilfred. Oh, that's going to be so exciting. Hopefully, you're going to be able to like see your actual product actually being used and hopefully kind of seeing the impact of your work. Yeah, seeing the actual use of our prosthetics is going to be a great thing and will make everybody excited and eager to continue the project. But along the way, I feel like there's also been other great impacts. The impact that we'll have for the children in Haiti is unsurpassable and amazing. But also the impact on the students that we have at high school is also definitely noticeable. When we potentially created new sparks, we're able to educate more people about 3D printing and capabilities that it can have and the good that it can do for other people. When it comes to like designing things, in the name of science. Sometimes we design stuff just to design stuff. So it's always great to see like an actual application or an actual impact from like the work that we're doing. And the fact that you're creating other leaders, other innovators with the technology of 3D printing to make other accessible types of things. I think it's really exciting as well. What's like your future vision then? Well, right now I would say we're kind of taking a break, honestly. We finished with our first batch of prosthetics and I'm a graduating senior and so is my brother. So 
right now what we're trying to do is plan for what the actual future is of Helping Hands and the Prosthetic Hands project. I'm working with two underclassmen to try and develop them into two strong leaders that could potentially replace or even surpass me and my brother's synergy. I'm confident that they would be able to <laughs> continue our project and be able to expand and grow it and grow the impact. Other schools are reaching out to us after nice. seeing the success that we've had with our prosthetic hands and they want to do something similar. So we're offering mentorship and guidance to schools to try and start their own Enable chapters so that they can have their own impact. That's a very far-reaching impact that you're having. What would you tell a younger person that wants to contribute to their community and use science or some kind of STEM element to add to that field? Well, the first thing I would tell them is that they are not too young and do not listen to random strangers that try to tell you opposite of that. I believe that the biggest advice that I have for somebody young trying to do any sort of community service, regardless of whether it's specifically with science, is to just reach out to people. If you just reach out to them with good intent, I'm confident that they will notice your intentions and they will want to support you and they will want to help you. And if you want to do something science related, just reach out to people who you look up to. Reach out to scientists or local leaders in that sector. You may not know exactly what you need to do or what you're supposed to do or what you can do, but if you reach out, get other opinions and collectively work towards ideas, that is how you make it into a possibility. Solid advice. Do you have any people that you looked up to that kind of helped you along in your journey in developing Helping Hands? A specific person who's inspired me a lot is my freshman English teacher, Mr. Reese. I just have an immense amount of respect for him because Mr. Reese is just one of those people that just the way that he talks and treats you, you can just tell that he has such a pure and good soul. And I'll aspire to be like Mr. Reese with everything that I do. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's always it's always awesome when you come by a, a teacher that you see the goodness in them that you just want to reflect that into like the work that you want to do. I think that's really inspiring. If you can change one thing about the world, what would it be? The one thing that I would want to change about the world is make people more upstanders as opposed to bystanders. I mean, I see around me and in the news and everything that if people were to just speak up and voice their opinions and say when they believe things are wrong, history would be a lot different. Voicing something that you believe in, that you think is a good community service project that you want to be a part of, as long as you're speaking up and actually speaking from your heart, you can have a great impact. Thank you so much, Jonathan, for joining us today and for sharing us about Helping Hands. And we're really excited to see where the future goes. And I hope that this break gives you guys new energy and new innovative thoughts on how you can continue to create impact and change in your community. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> this interview a lot. This was a lot of fun. And I love taking any moment I can to talk about how amazing my team is. Thank you so much for listening this week's episode of Genius Generation. Make sure to tune in next week to hear our next guests and all the incredible things that they're up to. We'll see you next time. Funding for the Genius Generation comes from the Arthur Vining Davis Foundations, investing in our common future. 
Support for Tracks comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is Tracks from PRX.